With the start of spring training upon us, it's time to take a good look at what the Dodgers have going on around the roster in episode one of a four-part mini-series previewing the team heading into spring training. We'll dive into the veteran-heavy L.A. bullpen, discuss roles, uh, depth, and of course, the plan at closer. It is the Oops All Bullpen edition of the All Dodgers podcast. First, I am Clint Pasillas. You can find me as RealFRG on the social media platforms. Give me a follow there if you like Dodger baseball. Give us a follow here on the All Dodgers YouTube channel. If you like baseball, find me at alldodgers.com if you like Dodger baseball. And on this video, I said subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell. Hit that thumbs up. That really helps out the channel. All right, guys, so kicking off the series, I'm happy to welcome a new face to the channel, but someone who's far from uh, new in the greater Dodger space out there. You know him from his fire Twitter account, uh, must follow on uh, the, the Twitter or the X, as they call it these days, and, of course, his Substack, Thinking Blue with, Bla- with Blake Harris. Just also launched a YouTube channel, YouTube show under that same name. Yes, that's right. It's Blake Harris. Welcome to the program, Blake. How the hell you doing, my guy? I'm doing fantastic. We get to talk about a fun trade, a fun free agent signing for the bullpen. I mean, the moves that the Dodgers have been making all all offseason has been great. But the bullpen, that's something when the offseason began, I was very interested in learning more about seeing what they do with it. And it looks like it's uh, fully coming together and it could be an underrated part of the Dodgers. So I'm stoked to talk about this today with you, man. Yeah, you know, I appreciate you coming on. And and uh, you know, the bullpen was one of those things we've heard whispers about all offseason long. It's like maybe they want to get a closer. They they want to add something to the bullpen at some point. Um, it didn't seem like they were going to get something done before. Yeah, there was the long rumors about Brazier. And, of course, you know, like I said in the intro, it's like we're talking Dodgers bullpen today because it was a busy-ass day, uh, you know, just a couple days before pitchers and catchers report. You add Ryan Brazier back to the mix. Um, they trade away Caleb Ferguson. This definitely feels like, um, as they usually do, they are leaning very heavily, let's dive into it, into the veteran kind of presence in the bullpen here, at least at the outset in 2024. You got Brazier back. You got the Joe Kelly. You know, they say Blake Trinan's going to be back. I think you could lump Evan Phillips, Bruce Dark Ratterall in there now as, as, you know, veterans. Dan Hudson might play a role. Let's just leave it open right here, throw, throw you to the floor or whatever the hell you want to say it, how you want to say it. Uh, what do you think about this somewhat newish look bullpen heading into camp? I mean, if everything goes according to plan, like all these guys are able to stay healthy, I absolutely love it. I mean, this is something that I think a lot of Dodgers fans kind of forget about in regards to like Blake Trinan, where this is a guy a couple of years ago, one of the best relievers in all of baseball, JP Fireisen, when he was pitching in Tampa Bay, I think he had like a 24 inning scoreless streak. Yeah. Obviously, Daniel Hudson, we've seen him in limited sample sizes look really good. Injuries have kind of derailed that. So the Dodgers have so many guys. And again, it's asking for a lot. But you look at the key core. Obviously, you got Evan Phillips, Bruce Argaratorell, Joe Kelly is your kind of main three. But there are so many potential weapons for this Dodgers bullpen where I'm sure in a 162-game season, there's going to be a lot of times where guys are on the IL. We're not getting the full healthy squad. But it's fun to imagine if everyone's able to be healthy what this top seven or what this top eight can look like come October. What uh, would you say right now, sitting here on, uh, we're recording on a rainy Monday when we're recording this, biggest concern for you entering uh, the season and entering spring training? 
bullpen concerns. It's probably yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like what I just said with the what you're excited for. It's my biggest concern would probably be the health because obviously Blake Trina and JB Fireisen, they've said they think they're going to be full ghosts for spring training. Mm-hmm. But until I actually see it, I'm going to just hold a little bit of reservations there. And Joe Kelly, this is a guy we've seen him deal with a number of injuries in the past. And although Evan Phillips and Bruce Dark Rattle have been pretty solid when it comes to health the last couple of years, if one of those guys were to go down, the Dodgers are going to be in kind of a bit of trouble. So, you know, it's tough to say, you know, early February looking at the big picture, but yeah, health. Cause it seems like a couple of those guys go down. There's not a lot of great options uh, waiting in the minors at the moment. There's a couple, but with uh, Frosso going on, you know, the, probably the 60 day IL, I'm not sure what the plan is for Michael Grove, Kyle Hurt, long-term, those kind of guys. So as long as everyone can stay healthy, we'll be good. But if not, yeah, you might want to brace for impact. Another one, I guess we can kind of throw in there as a concern, or it's more of a like wait and see how it develops. But you know, you traded away one of your two primary lefties. Of course, I don't know how yeah. how they're going to really view Ryan Yarbrough heading into the season. It seems like starting could be or opening could be on the table for him. But what are your thoughts on the lefty situation? And now, really, it's just kind of Alex Vesia. Yeah, Dodger Twitter was really fun this morning because <laughs> for those that have been following along this offseason, it seems like although they've made all these great moves, the one concern was having a lefty in the bullpen. I myself was on the Josh Hader train. I know a lot of people were kind of split on that, but I thought that would have been a pretty good addition. But you needed lefties, and you go and you trade away. Again, you can make the call, Vesia, Ferguson, who you prefer. But for some people, you can make the case that's their best lefty reliever, and you trade him away. So clearly, Andrew Friedman, Brandon Gomes, they have a master plan. They've put it together perfectly this offseason. I think what they've done is warranted us not trashing on them for trading away <laughs> Caleb Ferguson. But it is a little bit concerning. I think a lot of us were going, I don't know about this. Hopefully you guys have, a, again, have this thought out because outside of Yarbrough, who might be starting when Bueller, you know, opens the season on the I.L., you got Vesia and a bunch of righties. Yeah. And, and you know, what, whatever they end up doing with this uh, this Gage kid that they picked up. Well, kid, he's a 30-year-old dude that they picked up uh, <laughs> in, in the Vesia trade. Uh, we know, I mean, I did uh, did some content with uh, Dodgers Daily, Casey Porter in the offseason, or earlier in the offseason, talking about, you know, some of the minor league uh, lefties that maybe some folks might not know that could play a role. You know, your John Rooney, Rooney's, your Alec Gamboa's or whatever. But still, to open the season, it's a little... Again, I would I would call it wait and see, but uh, I would rather just have people that can get outs than uh, oh we need to have a dedicated lefty and a dedicated righty and all that. Just give me some outs, and we know Brazier was was lights out um, against lefties uh, last year, especially after coming to L.A. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, you know, we know. Um, I, I, I'll say I have to ask. I have to, we have to put it out there because reasonably, you, the, the team adds Shohei Otani. It adds it adds global superstardom to the roster. This this organization, this fan base, is going to add some new fans this year. Maybe maybe some people that don't know baseball or don't know that much about the Dodgers. So we have to. Um, mo- a lot of people know. A lot of us assume. But what do you think? Uh, who will be the Dodgers' primary closer in 2024, and is it the right call? Yeah, I, I know 
a lot of people are still kind of on the fence with the whole closer by committee thing. People think that the Dodgers have a locked in guy. I personally, I mean, I'm probably the biggest Kenley Jansen fan there is, but I was on board last year with the whole closer by committee because I think nowadays, unless you have like a Josh Hader, Mm -hmm. unless you have like an Edwin Diaz, unless you have one of these top closers in baseball, I think it's smart to kind of rotate guys, play matchups, see who's probably got the hot hand. So if I were to put, you know, some money on the table for who's going to like lead the Dodgers in ninth inning appearances or saves. I think Evan Phillips is probably the safe bet just because he is probably your best reliever, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if Bruce Gratterall maybe takes another step forward this year, he becomes that guy gets those strikeout numbers a bit. So I'll go with Evan Phillips and I'll put a slight little wager on a Bruce Gratterall coming in a, a close second. And and you know don't don't uh, don't sleep on Joe Kelly if he's healthy we know he can yeah. handle the ninth inning we know this team we know Dave Roberts loves to have that ninth inning guy uh, yeah I agree Evan Phillips is going to definitely get the lion's share of the saves I don't necessarily believe you know that's the best uh, route to success for this club and they have a lot of really good arms that can get saves all around uh, you know uh, Blake Trinan. It's a dude who has yeah. 79 career Forgot saves. about him. If he's healthy and, and they say he's as back as he uh, you know, claims to be, um, or yeah. he is as back as they claim him to be, then this is a really, really uh, devastating-looking bullpen. So we kind of touched yeah. on it there a little bit. How do you think high-leverage situations play out uh, this year? Yeah, so I think clearly, you know, Evan Phillips is probably at the top along with Gratterall and Joe Kelly, assuming they're healthy. But yeah, like you just said with Blake Trinan, the forgotten man, where this is a guy I think he has like 30 plus save seasons a couple of times. He's done the ninth inning. He's been the closer numerous times. So he can be that guy in the eighth, be that guy in the ninth. I I don't know what his like splits were a couple of years ago, what, you know, he was pitching frequently, but I think that's when Kenley was still here. So he probably wasn't getting the bulk of the ninth inning, but this is another guy that can get a high leverage. And again, like Daniel Hudson, I know he's a minor league contract right now, but he has experience closing out games. So it really is amazing (laughs) because it seems like for a lot of teams, they don't have those guys that you can throw out there in the ninth inning because they just aren't built for the moment. But it seems like for the Dodgers, with the exception of whatever rookie they call up, probably has ninth inning experience, has a number of saves under their belt. So I think it's a great problem for the Dodgers to have, which, again, you can make a thing where there might be five or six Dodgers that finish the year with like five saves. I mean, there are so many different options that are probably going to turn to in the ninth. No, no, uh, fully agree on that one. You know, Hudson, I mean, this is a guy that closed out a game seven of a World Series. So, <laughs> yeah, or closed out a World Series. I don't remember if it was a game seven or not right now. It's, it feels like it's been so long since we've seen him healthy. But yeah, there's a lot yeah. of options. And I don't think I, um, they don't need to marry themselves to a ninth inning guy, we'll say. And I feel like we yeah. can both agree on. And, uh, you know, yeah, we know Evan's going to get the majority of those saves when they happen, but not the best play to be. This is our anointed closer. Get him yeah. uh, get him against the right people in the right uh, right situations. You mentioned uh, Walker Bueller a little bit there. Uh, we, we're not planning on diving too much into the starting pitching situation, but we know with uh, the state of the staff, it's it's going to be uh, they're going to kind of slow play everybody. Yamamoto's just coming over to the states. Um, Tyler Glasnow is a guy who has a gnarly enough injury history. You assume we're going to, or you could assume 
we will see a fair amount of like opener usage and some bulk guys. Uh, do you do you think maybe I'll ask it this way? Do you agree with the idea that uh, you know the team could go, especially early in the year, uh, go pretty hard in the paint in uh, you know, with bulk guys? Maybe somebody like a Yarbrough, like we mentioned, and uh, you know there is the Michael Grove, there's some Emmett Sheehan in there. Well, how do you think they sort of play the the long reliever role in the bullpen? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to follow. Like, I could see them unofficially going with like a six man rotation where they don't come out and say, This is what we're going to do. But here by, you know, little by little, all of a sudden guys have a little additional rest. And it makes a lot of sense because, like you mentioned, you got Glass now who has an extensive injury history. Yeah. Yamamoto is used to pitching, I think, with like a six man rotation kind of schedule, something like that. And obviously, Walker Bueller, whenever he's able to return, whether it's in April, early May, the Dodgers have already said numerous times they're going to be very careful with his innings limits. So I think it's smart for the Dodgers to stretch these guys out. You clearly have guys like Ryan Yarbrough. You brought up Michael Grove. They can give you three, four innings you know, if you need and then bring in the bullpen to finish the way. So I think that's the direction they go. Again, we'll have to wait and see how things kind of shape out during spring training. But overall, I think it would be beneficial for the Dodgers because if you're able to go through – most of the season using the six-man rotation, and you got Yamamoto, Glasnow, Bueller, Bobby Miller, all with relatively low inning numbers come like August and September. I mean, that would be massive for October, you know, when when October starts. So hopefully they go that route. But again, we'll we'll see how things play out in spring training. Yeah, I've I've been a proponent, especially even last year. You know, trying to like worry less about the regular season. I don't care about them, um, you know, winning another division. I don't care about somebody leading yeah. the league in starts and 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 innings and wins and all this kind of stuff. Uh, let's let's worry about getting this staff, the the pitching staff, as ready as possible for October. Be a little uh, unconventional to traditional baseball wisdom, and and it feels like this team is ready, as ready as ever, to kind of just say "eff it" and you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of change the system as it were. Uh, sh- shifting gears a little bit, you did mention it uh, slightly. I want to ask in a more direct way: How do you feel about the depth situation heading into the season? Your bullpen depth. As of right now, I, I tweeted it this morning. I. Before the Brazier signing, I was pretty concerned. Now that at least they got him, I'm a little bit concerned because, again, on paper, if everyone's healthy, that looks like a really good bullpen. But as we've seen in years past, things can just fall apart so quickly. Yeah. If you're down a couple of guys, I mean, I guess if you turn like to the other options right now, you have Kyle Hurt, who I'm really high on. I, I personally want to see more of Kyle Hurt, but he has only, I think, what, two big league innings under his belt. You got Gus Farland. The Dodgers are very high on him. I haven't necessarily seen it as much as other people have. Again, Michael Grove, he could be a bullpen piece, a starter, however they want to mix and match. So I think there are guys that are going to be waiting in the wings. I'm just a little bit concerned, again, if a couple guys get hurt and we're having to rely on those guys consistently. There might be some guys in spring training who are on minor league deals that can completely come out of nowhere and surprise us. We've seen the Dodgers oh, do yeah. this in years past <laughs> with guys they picked up. So maybe there'll be some studs that emerge. But again, as of right now, I still think they can go out and acquire someone. Uh, I'm going to put it on there in the universe that Devin Williams needs to be a Dodger. Do whatever <laughs> you can, Friedman, um, or even like a Tanner Scott from Miami. I think that'd be a great piece as well. But I think the Dodgers could use another one of those guys and then they can rely on the stacked farm system that they have 
when injuries eventually happen. I was that was one of the next things I was going to ask you. Do you think this team is done? Obviously, we would love to all see Devin Williams. Tanner Scott has been one of those guys that, when when uh, you know folks here on the internet kind of turned me on to him, I was looking at his numbers and I'm like, holy shit, this dude is really good. That's what I did too. I was like, Tanner Scott, <laughs> yeah, why does like, everyone want him? And then I go to his Savant page and I'm like, ah. Do you I think it's that. in the realm of reality? <laughs> Obviously, Dodgers fans have already got so much, uh, uh, you know, from from the day they were swept up until now. So much has changed on this roster uh, in, in a very, very positive way. But we always want more. Do you think it's being realistic to assume another blockbuster or big move can happen, especially with the state of the um, of the, uh, the the farm system as it is? You know, they trade away Michael Bush losing Nick Frasso for the year. not It's not as stout as it's been in the past, but uh, yeah, is, is a trade a real reality? I feel kind of selfish for wanting the Dodgers to do another move. Like they've already given us enough this, this offseason. We shouldn't be begging for more. But I hear the Dodgers the are Dodge- ruining baseball, man. Just, that's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, apparently, you know, uh, I guess teams like that play in Kansas City, turns out they can sign guys to $280 million contracts too. So go figure there. But who knows? Baseball is bad because the Dodgers are spending. But obviously, like you said, the the farm system isn't as deep as it's been in years past. I wouldn't be surprised though for a year from right now, the Dodgers have like five or six top 100 prospects again. But when you can go out and acquire arguably the best reliever in all of baseball. I mean, clearly he's won reliever of the year twice in the last couple of years in Devin Williams. When you can acquire a guy like that, that still has two years of control left, the Dodgers do have a number of pieces that I don't know necessarily they have a role in this team, whether it's like a Miguel Vargas, whether it's a Kyle Hurt, whether it's a Gavin Stone, guys that probably can contribute at some point this year aren't guaranteed spots. The Dodgers are all in. They've pushed in all their chips for these next couple of years. And if you got to deplete the farm system just a little bit more to lock in a guy like a Devin Williams, because all of a sudden now, let's say the Dodgers bring in Devin Williams, they pay a hefty price. But if your bullpen consists of Devin Williams, Evan Phillips, Bruce Dark Ratterall, Joe Kelly, Blake Trine, and JP Fireisen, Daniel Hudson, if he's able to come back, I mean, that is a bullpen where your starter can go three innings and you are in perfectly good hands. So I I don't think the Dodgers necessarily have to go that route, but I'm at the point now where I'm okay with whatever the price would have to be to make that happen. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are on that same boat. Uh, the the prospect huggers this year or this offseason have definitely got a lot quieter than we've uh, heard in years past. Uh, Final one before I get you out of here. This one will be either fun or stressful. Describe the bullpen in uh, three words. Just like you're, you're setting up somebody who knows very little about this team in their bullpen. Three words. Boy, that that is a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one that can be interpreted either way. And I think I said this earlier in the show. Brace for impact. Is it either? It could either be May, and Michael Grove is having to come in in the eighth inning in a one run game, or flip things around. Everyone's healthy. And a Dodger starter just went six innings. They have a two-run lead. And you got Blake Trinan, Bruce Arcarado, and Evan Phillips coming up. So I'll say brace for impact. But again, you can interpret it in either direction. We'll, we'll see how, uh, how things shape out this year. I love it. I love the mystery, man. Great stuff. Uh, again, I wanted to keep this one tighter. But I would definitely want to get you on, uh, on one of the live show. I think you'll have a good time doing one of those at some point. So, guys, this will not be the last time you see Mr. Blake Harris on the channel. But uh, let the people who don't know, 
uh, you know, let them know where to find you, man. Yeah, if you guys are on Twitter slash X, you guys can find me over there at Blake H. Harris. That's where I spend most of my time. Even when the Dodgers aren't playing, I spend way too much time on Twitter because it's the best place ever. Uh, You guys can also find me on YouTube. Just uh, search Blake Harris. I should pop up, but if I don't, you can throw in Thinking Blue in there. You guys can find me there as well. And of course, you got the Substack. You got everything else going on there. So I will have all the links in the description uh, below. So appreciate the uh, time, man. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one of these. And this was a blast, man. Love talking Dodgers. And yeah, hopefully we're looking back at the end of the year going, man, that bullpen was all right. There was no need to worry with them. I'm braced for impact, man. The impact of a very good bullpen. That's what I'll say. (laughs) Awesome. I appreciate you, my man. So once again, I appreciate Blake. I thank Blake for taking some time out to uh, talk Dodger baseball. Again, all of his links are in the description for this video. But I want to know what you guys think about the Dodger bullpen. Are there major concerns? Do you think they should just plug Evan Phillips in as the closer and leave him there? Are you worried about any particular parts of the bullpen? Is Alex Vesia as the main lefty enough for you? Uh, Sound off in the comments. Talk all about the Dodgers bullpen uh, in the comments below. We got more parts of this series coming up this week, so please consider subscribing, hitting that notification bell to know when these videos do go live or go up on the channel. And, uh, you know, hitting a thumbs up also very much helps out the channel in the YouTube algorithms. I am Clint Basias. Find me as Real FRG on the social media platforms. Find us at alldodgers.com, and I will see you on the next one. Bye.